1: The Westwood One Podcast Network.
0: Team, team, never quit. Team, team, never quit. Team,
1: never quit. Radio.
2: For us to help them defeat the negative insurgency. Man, you fire me up. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's roll. Let's roll. All right, Marcus, I got a challenge for you, baby. Are you ready? All I want to know is are you ready? ready? Wizard, I know you're ready, so here we go. All right, who said this? All right, they're on our left. They're on our right. They're in front of us. They're behind us. They can't get away this time. Who said that? Chesty? Hell yeah, Chesty. (laughs) He also said, (laughs) don't forget that you're first Marines. Not all the communists in hell can overrun you. Here's another one. Our country won't go on forever if we stay soft as we are now. There won't be any America because some foreign soldier will invade us and take our women and breed a harder race. (laughs) There's <laughs> another one. Paperwork <laughs> will ruin any military force. And another one. The mail service has been excellent out here. And in my opinion, that is all that the Air Force has accomplished during the <laughs> war. There's another one. All right, you bastards, try and shoot me. There's <laughs> another one. Retreat hell. We're just attacking in a different direction. <laughs> We're classic. surrounded. That's simple the problem <laughs> take me to the brig i want to see the real marines and the, old, the last one old breed new breed there's not a damn bit of difference so long as it's
1: the marine breed ah, that's amazing dude i love it man we need the marines to be marines no matter what at any point in time how good it is how bad it is marines should always be marines Oh,
3: they are, and they are quite proud of that.
1: It's great. I call Dakota Gunny Highway. (laughs) Do you really? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That movie's so good.
2: Oh, it's beyond good, sweet, 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 sweet. He knocks them right out. I break You know, he was fifty-two when he filmed that. Really? Fifty-two, bro. Highway, he's
1: beyond awesome. That would probably be the top right there, right? If he would come on our show.
2: Oh, my God, yes.
1: I might have to be. Josie Wells came. Dude, that would be my number one. just ask Taya.
2: Ask Taya if she'll call him and ask him.
1: <sighs> I never thought Yeah, I, You know I, what I, I
2: mean? I know she doesn't do that kind of thing, but for this, man, we got it. He's he's getting up there. We need his never quit story, man. man. You know what I mean? I think he'd do it in a heartbeat. If we said 20 minutes, he'd do it in a heartbeat, man. I Epic. think he'd do it. I think he would. Let's just will him. Him and Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> he's become a great director,
3: and you know what a great director is always hoping for when he's got a great movie? To have a great actor like
2: Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> it's starting to get it's ridiculous true. now. I love it. Well, anyways, welcome to the Team Never Quit podcast. You're in for one hell of a Marine show, and that's why the only way possible to start this sucker out was to be able to pull chesty quotes, right, to get you in the right mind frame for one of America's great heroes, one of Marcus's close friends, to come on the show today, baby, so I am super fired up. Man, I, I mean, I, I might even break out in the halls of Montezuma here in a minute. My blood is boiling. I'm fired up. I wanna. I wish I had an actual Marine uniform. Otherwise, I would have worn it today, dude.
1: Because I t- that.
2: today, I am. I can't even. I am. I am I at the I this. Just keep thinking
1: about it, people. Whenever these calm and you, and you got the bulldogs around, everyone's like, ah, oh, they're they're aggressive, and they make it Let me tell you something. When them dudes go to work. All right, when Marines go do what Marines do, it is precision, right? Well, I yeah. mean, it's like something. What, I watched these two Marines go house to house one time, man, kicking doors. Uh, like in Ramadi ferocious after, animals. Th- this tall body, I mean, all they wore was just armor around them. I couldn't even see their heads. It's just kind of like a <laughs> transformer with them. I mean, it was the craziest thing. Just demolishing this shit. This is I mean, however, Ramadi, I'm like... <laughs> Man, look at these dudes. <laughs> and I sat there on the binos and watched them go room to room and just came back, came back just looking at me like, what next? You know, that kind of deal, man. And when, when you have something like that, and we need that, that's that. Devil thing. dogs. And you never see a Marine out of shape in that uniform ever, boy. They don't uh, disrespect that. That's a thing. History, heritage,
2: man. man. And and what's amazing today, and if this is your first time on this show God bless you, because you're about ready to get a dose of America, a dose of the United States Marine Corps, a dose of what makes this country so great. Right. And and, and a dose of truth, real American truth here today. You ever tangled with a Marine before? Plenty times,
1: right?
2: Uh, we got into a couple. I have too. Yeah, yeah. PB. They're, they're good at yeah, it. Yeah, oh, they, yeah. They, they, like,
1: like, man, they can get down. Man, <laughs> I got kicked
2: off. I, I got kicked off a Marine Corps base before with with Hawk and uh, Charlie. How's
1: it going? Yeah,
2: I told you that's a mutual,
1: right? uh, exclusive love hate relationship there.
2: Oh, totally. Between the
1: Marines and, and, and us. Oh uh, my god! It's great, man. It's epic. <laughs> it is. It's the way it should be. Yeah, absolutely. It's you the know the pink fan? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's <I, laughs> stories like, a real thing. Re- absolutely, that's a real, a real
2: thing. thing. Oh, dude. Well, listen. If this is your first time listening, thank you so much for joining us. We're proud to have you. Uh, if you're back for more, and you you're back for your reenlistment, then we are ecstatic. Thank you so much for all your support and keeping us on air, right, Wizard? I mean, without them, we're nothing. True statement. And I I appreciate you, and all that you do, we all do. We love you. If you want to know more about us, you want to be able to follow all the other shows, Simply go to our website at TNQpodcast.com or go to iTunes Podcast. You, you type in team, we'll pop right up. Subscribe and you can have the three of us in your head morning, noon, and night. Now, one of the other things that's getting ready to here to come back up, Marcus, is you are about to serve up another bit of America to the American public. And the Patriot Tour is
1: back. Oh yeah, it's coming back online. Are you Band, fired up, dude? Bands back together. Are you fired up or what? Oh yeah, it's man. gonna be fun. I thought last year was the pinnacle. We hit Broadway and 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 Philly, man. I, that was that was something. From where we started, and how it all began oh. to where all, where Tay and, and Goggins and all those guys are. I thought that was gonna be the last one. We kind of were on we're moving down the road, right the. Uh, People wanted to see it again. The sponsors brought it back together. So, yeah, we're we're coming down the line.
2: And thank goodness to Mills Entertainment and Benchmark Mortgage for getting the Patriot Tour up and running and functioning. And I'll tell you what, man, let me share these dates with you. November 14th in Houston, Texas, at the Jones Hall. November 16th at the BJCC uh, Center in Birmingham, Alabama. And finally, November 18th at the Paramount Theater in Denver, Colorado, you will be able to witness Taya Kyle, all right, Chad Fleming, and the man Goggins.
0: Goggins. The Goggins. The
2: Goggins. Goggins. Man, I'll tell you what, this is going to be a phenomenal thing. You can go ahead and get tickets today. Just go to teamneverquit.com forward slash patriot tour. Get your tickets. You can also get VIP tickets where you meet the speakers, baby, where you get to spend time with all those, all the, the four incredible people that are going to get and share a little bit of God, country, and family with all of you. All right, baby. Now, if you want to also get down and dirty, you can go to the website. You can get swag, gag, 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 We've go got Patriot it. Tour t-shirts. We've got Team Never Quit t-shirts and hat. We've got Team Never Quit podcast shirts, baby. Loadouts in the loadout, baby. <laughs> Now, if you want to follow us, please, you can follow Marcus at Marcus Luttrell. You can follow me at Team Frog Logic. And you can follow the wizard at the underscore wizard underscore TNQ on Instagram, putting up all kinds of bizarre shit i'm I'm sorry dude (laughs) 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 all right i can't i can't resist myself anymore i gotta bring the guy on please please wizard give us the lowdown on dakota meyer
3: all right dakota meyer united states marine a veteran of war the war in afghanistan as well as iraq most known as a recipient of the Medal of Honor. And um, he enlisted in 2006. He did his first deployment uh, in Fallujah in 2007 as a scout sniper. In 2009, where he was involved in the battle, which uh, resulted in in his actions which uh, to which he received the Medal of Honor, was in Kunar province uh, when he was embedded with a training team 2-8. Now, I don't know if we're going to get into the story. We don't know what his Never Quit story is going to be. So... I'm just going to read this, sec- this uh, I'm going to read this, which was already written up right here, just to give you an idea. When a forward element of his combat team began to be hit by intense fire from roughly 50 Taliban insurgents dug in and concealed on the slopes above Gangle Village, Corporal Meyer mounted a gun truck and enlisted a fellow Marine to drive and race to the attack and aid trapped Marines and Afghan soldiers. During a six-hour firefight, Corpor- Corporal Meyer single-handedly turned the tide of the battle, saving 36 Marines and soldiers, and recovered the bodies of his fallen fallen brothers. Four separate times, he fought the kilometer up into the heart of the deadly U-shaped ambush under heavy fire. During the fight, he killed at least eight Taliban, personally evacuating 12 friendly wounded, and provided cover for another 24 Marines and soldiers to escape a likely death at the hands of a numerically superior and determined foe. Damn, man! On his Holy first, cow. yeah, uh, there's, there's some more detail on, on what happened each time um, he headed back in there. On his first foray, his lone vehicle drew machine gun mortar, RPG, and small arms fire while he rescued five wounded soldiers. The second, they apparently conducted an ambush maneuver. He he disrupted that and evacuated four more wounded Marines. On his third, they had to hit a switch to a different gun truck because it was it was too heavily damaged to head in for a third time. As he did, coming back again as a turret gunner, killing several Taliban attackers at point-blank range, suppressing enemy fire. So if this was the point, 24 of his fellow Marines and uh, some of the Afghan army soldiers could break out of the position where they were pinned down. Despite being wounded, he made a fourth trip with three others to, to search for some missing team members. Nearly surrounded under heavy fire, he dismounted the vehicle on foot, searching house-to-house to recover bodies of his fallen team members. It's just truly an incredible story. He became the, at least at the time, the second youngest living Medal of Honor recipient and only the third living recipient for both the Afghan and Iraq wars um, and also the first living U.S. Marine in 38 years to be so honored.
2: And I'd love to just add in the, the, mm-hmm. the cats that, that that we lost that day. First Lieutenant Michael Johnson, Staff Sergeant Aaron Kenific, Gunnery Sergeant Edwin Wayne Johnson Jr., Hospital Corpsman Third Class James R. Layton, an Army Sergeant First Class Kenneth W. Westbrook died and succumbed of his wounds after that, man. Absolutely. I, I just, when you hear about that kind of story, Mark, <laughs> I mean, damn, bro.
1: A lot of bodies around your neck in one day. Right. Just back in
2: there, back in there. Back. I mean, holy cow. And he was a kid. he's just a kid,
1: too, you know? Can't okay, no more. Right. I mean, that'll turn you into a man, right? Gunny Highway. <laughs> <laughs> Heartbreak Ridge, man. That's, That's it. That's <laughs> why I called him that, man. I'm like, dude, you got the Gunny Highway thing going down. <laughs> and, and kind of getting, I was like bummed out, <laughs> man. You need to, you're shut <laughs> Because he's so young, I mean, you, you got to think how long he's going to be able to do this. Oh, but he's old and crusty. He's going to be like gunny highway marine that goes, "Look, yeah, that's right." Totally, <laughs> totally. He's young now, so he doesn't, he can't get that. Yeah. And Even if I tell him, he can't get that, yeah. right? Because he's young. Yeah. But as he gets up, right. Oh well, Marie, that old Marine Gunny come out of here. <laughs> wow, well, you you oh, and Mel are,
2: are so gracious and wonderful to have him in your life and to bring him out here to Oh man, we're all family holla. in the uniform. Yeah, bro. Oh, yeah. Well, what do you say, Wizard? Shall we bring him on, bud? Absolutely. Let's bring him in here. From the halls of Mount From the halls of Montezuma, I don't know the rest of the song. We will march and march forever. That's the way Chesty Puller intended it to be. And I promise you I can validate that today, right now, because we have one of the Pinnacle Marines of all time sitting right here with us today, Marcus. So you just wait and see what happens. I'm going to wait. All right? I'll wait. Are you ready? I'm ready. Because this is a big one. Because this is a fucking big one, bud.
1: That's Jesse Fuller. That was a good one, man. Like, hey, when they raid her in, they're surrounded. Oh, well, we know (laughs) where they're at. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, Dude, you he know, has you like literally
2: twenty five thousand. I, I would say I'm willing to bet. Right? You've, we've all heard all the Chuck Norris the uh, comments, right? How do you, what wizard, give us some great Chuck Norris uh, one?
3: Chuck Norris is the only man who can divide by zero. Right? What we, uh, Chuck Norris can't catch a cold. A cold can't catch Chuck Norris. Nothing fucking catches Chuck
1: Norris.
2: Okay, so I'm willing to put forth. Chuck Norris this- is the
1: only man who can slam a revolving door. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so I'm willing to put forth that those actually originated with Chesty Puller. And they're real. They're legit, right? Dakota, am I wrong? 100%. It's 100%, just been misattributed. So, what you're saying. They're attributable to that man because he was the one that got all of it started. <laughs> he was the one that planted the seeds of madness, right? He is the one that Mattis pretends to be. He is the one that inspired oh, this shit. man sitting across from us right now to do the things that he did downrange, under fire. And I'm telling you what, I am super fired up today Someone about this. Someone
4: give me a fucking gun, I'm going
2: to war. <laughs> 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 get, get, End of get, Can somebody get me a ticket? I'm out of here. <laughs> we're going mobile. Hmm. He gone. Gone. <laughs> he gone. Well, Marcus, when you said cuz last time we were out here, man, we were sitting there and we're sitting there, we're like, "Hey man, who should we get for the next one, right? Cuz we had done, we we've had Kyle on, you know, we had uh Mike Thornton on, we had So we we're, we're we're like, "Hey man, we want to keep this going because of the value that you bring not only um to America, but also to the people that you inspire every day and on your following, too. And he was like, he didn't, Marcus didn't wait two seconds. He's like, Dakota, that's it. I was like, well, how do you, you're going to get, he's like, I'll text him right now. And so I got super fired up at that moment because, brother, I got to tell you, man, and I was starting to tell you this last night, but, you know, every now and then I have an opportunity to be around guys that have, that are recipients of, of that incredible Incredible honor, but also also the burden it is, Um, and it is a just it means the world that you would drive all the way here, sit down with us, and and share. I live here. Is that, really? Did I take your room? You did. <laughs> you, you took my room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should have
1: did like, hey man, he's crazy. Yeah,
2: you took my room. I mean, I so live here. So I will go on record as the official guy, yeah. that guy who, yeah. who, who stole the Medal of Honor uh, recipient's room. Yeah, I'm, I'm that guy. You did. Navy SEALs, we don't well, care. you know, look, that's the way it always is. That's the way it always is, you guys. You, you <laughs>
4: Navy SEALs, you know you'll steal our food. <laughs> <laughs> we'll steal our ammo, our cool stuff, our stories, mm, missions. Our, our, mm. our women, and now our room. You know and what I mean? It's not
2: bolted down. Just add one all it on down. the and list. And it's our room. <laughs>
4: that's awesome. It's okay. Brother. I slept on the floor. It's all right outside. Outside the room. <laughs> in the lightning, <laughs> in yep. the rain. Yep. You know, we threw MREs at you. you. did. I got fed. That was all that, was all that mattered.
2: <laughs> Brother, thank you so no, much Thank you, you guys so here.
4: much. Thank you for having me.
2: I dig it. Well, I don't know, uh, but if you've heard anything about, but the way we gotta get going in here is we have to get warmed up, and 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 from just a short amount of time, you seem like you're perpetually warmed that, up. That wasn't the warm up. Yeah, <laughs> hold <right>. on, <laughs> hold on. Are we not already in a fever pitch. What did you drag me into? Stand by. Like I said, I I'm have just, I'm just sit here and wait. <laughs> That is not the warm up. So we gotta we gotta start stretching out cognitively. We gotta stretch out physically, mentally, cerebrally, and all the other smart shit people say on the radio. Well, wow, that's a whole other conversation. Hang on that bell don't bend over <laughs> for actually, anything. We're, we're actually gonna start like regardless well, of what you're told. Hey, what's that lady, the doc who uh, does all the relationship board? No. That's Betty Ford. Bill, that's alcoholism. I was thinking of Me Too another, lady. No, no, what no. What doctor? Uh it, it, what's her name? Ann Myers. Dr. Ann, what no? It's uh Ann Landers. Ann Landers, right? With all the relationship advice she has. Uh-huh. That's a whole nother show. We're gonna do sexual advice for operator show. Ooh. That's actually
4: a <laughs> ass peg <tag> or whatever. <laughs> hey, do
2: you think
4: do you think do you think they would you know you know what the number one thing they would start with? What? Condoms. Use condoms. <laughs>
3: That would be the the pivotal moment. Number one. Of all. That would be
2: number one. That, that's literally in your in brief out at Paris. Yeah, Island, the isn't service
3: it? life of a used condom. Yeah, yeah. How many the times it could be reused
2: <laughs>
3: before it needs
2: <laughs> uh, But that's not what we're going to talk okay, okay, about. Okay, okay, right. cool, cool, Although cool. there might be some in there now that you've brought, you've opened the the spectrum for those questions. Idea. What we're going to do is we're going to give you a mad minute. Right? We're going to ask you the most difficult, most challenging. Hard questions you've ever been hit with in your whole life. Are you prepared for that? Um, Sure. Nice, nice. <laughs> All right. Marcus, fire away. Oh, From Marcus? Oh,
4: no.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, What is the uh, best Ryan Reynolds movie? We love
4: you, Ryan.
2: Um, Deadpool.
1: Deadpool, there you go.
2: Nobody's going to say that movie with, uh, what's her name? Where he was like... He oh, was Sandra a-
1: Bullock, where
3: he's like Yeah, an he's intern. the
2: assistant. What's the name of that? Knives? You know that one? Oh, man, that's a good one. That's that a good kid. movie, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wizard. I wish I asked
3: Knives that question. Like, he would be a man that would know that.
4: Knives knows everything. He his, knows his everything. His name is Knives. He's the wizard. The case silent.
3: Yeah. All okay, right. Here's your question If you died and came back as a ghost, who would you most want to haunt and why?
4: Ooh, I can't really answer that one on here, but uh, <laughs> um, who would I want to come back and haunt as a ghost? um it would probably be one of my exes
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah the question is basically who would you like to anonymously fuck with endlessly
4: one of my exes check roger all right right.
3: we'll read between the lines on that one all right all right here you go
2: you can go to any (laughs) place any dive bar in the world and have a night of debauchery with chesty puller who would it where would it be oh
4: man you know i think i'd have to go back the bar's not there anymore so i'd have to go back to i mean come on ton tavern right where, where is it, is it? Uh, philadelphia Pensil- you know, oh, pennsylvania oh yeah, yeah where the marine corps was established where Right. i mean Mar- i'd have to go back and uh. do it there i mean i gotta keep it if we're gonna do it with chesty puller it has to be where the marine corps started that's a great answer yeah. that i is love a, that
1: that's an answer. awesome answer all right, all right brother if every job paid the same what would you be doing
4: um I, I would still be in this and I mean it, I, I don't do anything for the money but I would still be in the service serving and I'd still be giving back to my community in some way shape or form whether it's being a first responder or probably a firefighter to be honest Amen.
2: Hmm. Firefighter is like the coolest job in the yeah, world. Right. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Dude, i remember when I
4: Everybody loves firefighters. Well, it's kind of like, na- like... They're like the Navy SEALs of first responders, right? Really like sense, everybody sense. loves so let's
3: them, not Go right? too
2: far, alright? I mean, they better they're better looking, not arrogant. Though. They don't spend too much time on their hair. They <laughs> yeah, don't give them too much
1: bad for <laughs> No, but they do always
2: look good. <laughs> they do, yeah. Firefighters look A good. The calendar. Alright, <laughs> what was the funniest thing said to you by your drill instructors when you first showed up at Parris Island.
4: Oh my gosh. You know, I, I when they kept telling me that, you know, like how, how do you explain that your parents love you? Like, how do you explain they love you? They sent you here. They knew what they were doing. How do you explain that your parents gave... Nobody cares about you, Dakota, or, or you know, recruit yeah. Meyer. Like, your family sent you here. They sent you to this. You want to tell me that they love you? They don't love you. They just wanted to get rid of you.
1: <laughs> that's heavy. Like, thank God. he left. <laughs> He's out. He's yeah. gone. At least in a Marine Corps, I don't call you semen. Oh, recruit. That's Ooh. I was an undesignated semen. Me too, yeah. That's guys, like the lowest the, of the low right low there. Learn. All right, bro, if you could sing any song as good as the artist who sings it, Super Bowl Sunday, halftime, Ooh. what song would it be?
4: Um, probably.
1: Mine's Girl on Fire.
4: I love that you <laughs> probably, throw that in time. Um, um, living on a Prayer.
2: Ooh, nice. How's going, oh, Nice. I still haven't come up with an answer for me yet. I don't know. It's yeah. tough because it's the Super Bowl. You got to bring it, right? Oh, you do. You got to bring it. Yeah. And li- living on a prayer out. like you have, like the flowing <laughs> locks too. Yeah, and, and I would
4: have like on a tuxedo T-shirt.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: It says I'm not too formal,
4: oh,
1: but I like a new party, 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 right? Yeah. <laughs> Necktie. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah.
3: Uh, keyboard deal.
2: Oh, God 100%. bless America. I like how,
3: how how genuinely you consider that question because that's a heartfelt question from Marcus. I know it's important to him. All right, next question. <laughs> would you rather have the power to read anyone's mind or to change anyone's mind? Ooh.
4: A- 100% to change it.
3: Yeah? 100%.
2: Not was, even a question. pretty quick. No doubt in your mind there? No, no doubt. Couldn't you learn to change it even if you knew what their thoughts were, though?
4: Uh, No, but I mean, you're, no. I mean, just because you can read somebody's mind doesn't mean you can change it. I would rather have the power to influence it because then what you're telling me is, is that that um, I'm also being able to be better to be able to have power to help influence somebody else to be better too, so I would
2: rather influence it. Ooh, I like it. Let's go. Mm. Caveat onto that question. Mm. We asked this. If you could be president for one day, in this case we'll say you could go and influence the president for one day, what would you influence him on to change that would make a big difference in the world? Um, You know, I, I would... um.
4: Are we talking about the current one? Yes. Um, I would tell him to, hey, you know, be be humble. Be humble. You know, I think hmm. I think that our president does a lot of great things, and I think he's doing, like, you know, I, I know a lot of people. I think we all in the community, especially, you know, us serving, we know a lot of people who've done so many incredible things, right? And and if they would just shut up and just let their actions speak for them, like, they would be recognized and remembered by that. And I, I just... I feel bad because our president's doing so many great things out there that he's never going to be remembered by those great things. He's going to be remembered by the shit that he said on Twitter.
2: Well, it's funny mm-hmm. how that works, but I you know mean, what I mean, in the age, in the modern age of where everything you say is recorded, everything that, yeah, yeah, I mean, I and mean, I mean, you guys know that specifically. But I mean,
4: how many guys, you know, that like they've done, I mean, they've like, literally they've made decisions and they've been on missions that changed the world. Right. And if they just shut up about it, You'd be able to listen to him and you would be like it'd be so much prouder of him, right? right? Right. on. Right on.
2: I dig it. Marcus, last You're question, All right, brother.
1: favorite superhero.
2: Oh, Deadpool. Hands down, not even a question. Not even a question. You know, cause I feel like like if
4: I was gonna be a superhero, I would be him, right? Like, I mean, you take, you know, Spider Man's too good for me, right? I mean, he's like a good dude, right? He's like a genuine good dude. a kid. Yeah, but I mean he's a good dude though. Yeah. I mean, you take Batman, sure. I mean Batman's a good dude, he's smart, right? He's really professional. And I feel like, you know, I feel like Deadpool is like so much more relatable to me because I'm like the outsider. <laughs> I mean, I'm just i yeah. I'm just a guy who like he said something that really clicked to me. I was watching on the plane, you know, cuz I've watched Deadpool 2 with Marcus probably how many times Marcus?
1: 500 500
4: <laughs> times. And um like I'll, I'll never forget that I I was flying home and he said one thing he was talking about who he was and he said, "I'm a bad guy. I just fight worse guys." Yeah. Right? And so think that
2: that kind of resonates with me. It's tough to go, I think, through the, you know, to come wherever we come from, then to join these units that teach us to go to war, Mm -hmm. right? And how that changes our our psychological makeup. And then to actually go to war where the real shift changes us. And to come back and be forced to integrate into society under the pretense of what normal is, I mean, it's. It, I mean,
4: you can't you can't sit here and say that you could do the work that we did and never like be affected. Well, I'm not I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like to do the work that we do, you have to be a bad guy a bad guy in some sort of way, right? I'm not saying like a bad guy or an evil person, but
1: some moral but, ambiguity.
4: But but I'm saying like you know you're not gonna or have I love
1: a, what's behind you more than what's in front of you. Well,
4: well, well, exactly. But I'm saying like, but you still have to like to fight somebody you have to be like you have to, to be a fighter right Does that makes sense right makes like you're not gonna sense. that's why there's all different kinds of people right there's there's you know there's uh you know preachers who who go out and, and they try to spread it their certain way and we go out and we try to spread it our way you know what i mean like there's that's why there's different levels of way to handle people
2: well so, put. I, so i think that's why it resonates with me well put well stated well dakota that is the mad what do you got Honest, that's 13 and a Eight half minutes, minutes. and
3: 27 seconds.
2: Oh, perfect. So that is Woo. the mad 1327. We appreciate your contribution because we believe that this is actually the most significant portion of the show. And the other stories really just take second fiddle to it. But <laughs> honestly, um, we, we started this thing two years ago under the pretense that we believe that everybody's going through their own hell at, at some time or another. And those hells can be classified in all different kinds of ways, whether it's sickness, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. And Mark was like, hey, man, you know, I think we need to do something that has a a higher purpose and calling to it. And so that's why we started is to to create this show to give people some type of place they can go where they can find positive stories about real pain. And, and and stories of perseverance and grit. And those are the people that are gonna come to this show to listen to your stories right now. So if you could, without further ado, would you please Dakota share your greatest never quit story or stories yeah. with our listeners?
4: You know, I mean I think I think like you know I I uh, I think that my whole life is kind of like a, a never quit, right? I mean I look at growing up, there was the challenges there, you know, um all the way into going into the service. Right. I mean, I never knew what I was getting into and then, you know, just, just going into the service and, and I mean, even, you know, whether it's playing football, I mean, whether you know, I think there's so many there there are, you know, going into the service, coming back. I mean, I think the hardest part of my entire life was, um, you know, it's probably getting, probably coming home. Yeah. Right. I mean, um, and trying to figure that piece of it out. And so, I mean, I, you know, I, to, to go into one story, you know, everybody's heard the story about, you know, the, you know the September 8th deal right i mean mm-hmm. it's been told a thousand times but i think the one th- thing that they they miss is 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 coming home and, and I, I think probably the the you know I, I think for me was was probably just coming home was was whenever I got home and you know I i got because i got sent home uh from afghanistan um the weekend of thanksgiving. And it wasn't something I wanted to do. I wanted to stay there. I wanted to stay fighting. I mean, I wanted to stay continuing the mission, right? You know, not only did I lose my team, but also I didn't finish the, I mean, here's something nobody knows about me. I've never finished a deployment. Wow. Like I've been sent home from every deployment. I've been, the first deployment in Iraq, I was sent home to Germany where I, when I was injured. And then, you know, the second deployment, I mean, I've only been in country on deployment for six months. Wow. Total. <laughs> wow. Wow. Total. That's awesome. Ha- those Congratulations. Are, yeah, those are heavy <laughs> six months. Yeah, but I mean, you know, for six months. So I think, you know, probably the the hardest part for me was is that, you know, not only did I fail my team, but I never finished anything. Right? And so, you know, I came home and um
2: When did how soon after the did they shut you down operationally right after it? No, did you we, keep going out? And when did they tell you No, it just you're heated up. It
4: just heated up after that, right? Like right. I mean after that happened they got all this, this uh they got all this, mo- you know, momentum. It felt like, I mean, you know how it is. Like it's kind of, I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a like it's like kind of like a, a tug of war over there, mm-hmm. right? And they got all this momentum, man, and, and they started hitting us three and four times a day. Wow. And uh, I mean, we were getting, I mean, we were just getting, I mean, pumbled everywhere we went, right? And uh, it was so that happened September eighth, and I, I I got I got sent home for taking unnecessary risk in Afghanistan uh, the weekend of Thanksgiving. And then I got home, I landed in. Um, I landed in uh, Atlanta on December 5th and I came home and that's the first time I got to see my dad. Wow. And, um, you know, I think for me, it was just, it it was, it's kind of just this whole part of from that point. So December 5th, 2009, until I would say here very recently, it kind of, and and it's kind of, it's kind of crazy because he's sitting here. There's only been one person in my life be able to put it in perspective for me. And that's Marcus. Wow. Um, like I, I, I would probably go out on a limb and say that um, I don't know what weekend it was, but the weekend that I came down here, um, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'd be here today if it wasn't for Marcus. Wow. Um, mm. You know, and he, and he put it all in perspective for me. You know, because I'd always struggle with it. Well, you know like how did i let my guys down you know and 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 you know and i I don't have anybody to talk to about it because well they're all gone
2: yeah
4: i mean nobody that was there with me that day could talk to me about it right and um and and the ones who can they all have their own agendas on this because they're trying to protect their ass for what they did that day Mm -hmm. and um you know and i knew what i was when i walked in there and i think that you know going through this divorce and stuff it was even worse, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, it all comes back. Well, but well that, you know, because like it's a whole nother level. I think the worst part about the divorce, it wasn't that I was not going to be with her anymore. Like, I mean, that's that's whatever, right? I mean, I, I I never meshed with her anyways. But the the hard part for me was is another failure, right? Like mm. I, I felt like to me, you know, my kids my kids had no choice. I had a choice to pick who their mother was. And they had no choice in that. And I felt like for me, whenever I said I'm getting a divorce, I'm giving up nine years of their life. I agreed to that. And then on top of it, I I felt like I had let down again the most important people in my life. Again. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, well, I mean, am I worthy to have anybody around me? And so I feel like that was, you know, kind of a, a hard point for me to get to, but I, I, I drove down and I was talking to Marcus the whole time, and all he kept telling me, he kept calling me, just, hey, here's the address, just get here, what time are you going to be here, he kept texting me, what time are you going to be here, and I live about three hours from him, and I came down here, and, um, you know, Marcus, he, he really put it in perspective for me, he said, you know, you should be having the best day of your life every day, and nobody should get in the way of that. You know, and he, and he just, he kind of, he kind of like, he kind of, he kind of gave me back. I know this might sound crazy, but he kind of gave me back my warrior card, right? Like, yeah. like to me, it's like, well, fuck, I failed. Here it is. I turned it all in, right? I'm, I'm you know, I'm a, like, I, fuck, I lost it all, right? And, you know, to see him, I, mean, I, I respected him and his story for so long. I mean, like to me, you know, in, in my eyes, like, I mean, Marcus is the Alexander the Great of my generation, right? And. And when he sat here and looked at me and he was like, dude, those guys, you know, they they died honorably, right? I mean, they died in their in their in their, in their you know, fighting the enemy, right? Just like we'd all swore to do going over there. We're all warriors, right? Yeah. And and he said, "You know, you need to go back and focus on being the guy that walked into that valley that day on September 8, 2009." And it and 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 hearing him talk about it, like it, it was never like a sad moment hearing him talk about it. It was we were fucking warriors we got tested it, that's honorable that's honorable that you got tested that day greatest and gift it, ever right it, it is and that, you know and that's what he kept saying the greatest gift ever and it kind of like put blood back into me right like of no you're right i mean you're right i, I did I, I did prepare for that day every day like i did i trained for it you mm-hmm. know what i mean and and so I, i'm lucky for that and then so i so i think that you know that that long moment of, of just holding my head down about my service. I mean, I I never really talked about it. I mean, I don't, there's nobody, I mean, I don't wear the medal. I don't, I'm not a medal of honor recipient. I I tell people, I mean, I've had it boxed up three times at least I know and tried to mail it back to the president of the United States because I don't want it. Like I don't wear it. I don't, I mean, my daughter plays with it. I don't care anything about. It. I hate being caught. like. You want to ruin my day? Call me Medal of Honor recipient, right? Oh,
1: you shouldn't thrown that one at him, <laughs> dude. I feel like the asshole. No, no, <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm saying like you know,
4: I, I'm I'm a United States Marine, right? right? That's it, and um, so I mean, I think th- that long period of time, you know, was 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 really hard for me trying to figure out what my identity was and they're still trying to do it in the face of the nation and trying to uphold that image and try to make a difference at the same time does that make sense it
2: makes a lot of sense when you get
1: hurt at home where everyone's trained to coddle yeah. you and nurture you and say it's okay if you're feeling bad. But, but warriors, when you go out and you get hurt, it's different, right? You, yeah. you, that's expected. Yeah. And then the scar is kind of, that's your tag, right there. You're like, I. Ah. And for the guys who who didn't make it back, I mean, it's an honor to have been there with them in that in, the, in that final battle. So when you come back, you don't you don't shame that, you honor that.
4: Yeah, and that's it, and that, and that's kind of what you know. That that's kind of the speech he gave me. You know, and it, and, it, and it was really hard because. um you know i think that what really triggered all that back was i felt like i was giving up on my kids mm-hmm. right like uh you know well could i do more right could, what could i do is, is it really me is it really you know what i mean like you know the whole time in my relationship it was always blamed on me of well you know you're fucked up for more you know what i mean like you know you should just i don't know how many times i've heard well why can't you just get over it like why i mean why why would you not just get over it you know what i mean like You know, you tell everybody else to push past it. So why can't you just push past it? Why can't you just get over it? It's just an excuse, right? And, you know, you you start, you start believing, you start believing it it like, man, maybe I am just really fucked up. Right. And now am I too fucked up for my kids? Right. And when really that's not the case, right? No. And that, and that was kind of like, so I think that was probably, I promise going through this divorce was the hardest, was way harder than anything I've ever done in the service.
2: For me, too. I I went through one two years ago, and I felt the same thing. Like, you know, here I I left the teams early. I felt guilty about all the guys. And then all of a sudden now I'm leaving this marriage, and I I felt very similar to you. One of the things that really I I, I like that you're talking about and and the fact that he's sitting right here is the necessity that we have to kind of cultivate – new groups mm-hmm. of people to help us in those challenges can you describe why it's so critical for people to do that
4: yeah i mean it I, it's so critical because i mean you know you, the last thing you need and, and i had this around me a lot was i don't know how many people made excuses for me right they empowered me to to not be the best me right like from the uh, beginning
2: but, from from all the way back when you first got yeah, out yeah first
4: when i got home you know like well you know people don't understand so you know what i mean like look it, it's okay Dakota and no it's not okay i mean it's not okay i mean like well you know you've been through a lot well, okay so is other people right i mean you know what i mean and so like it's so important to have those people who won't i call it fuel your bullshit, right who won't chime in and and empower and feed that that monster of bullshit Ooh. right and i think that i mean when i walked in i looked at marcus and the first thing he said to me was uh the hell's wrong with you i mean I, you know what i mean it was like so what is it right and and like You know, every excuse I threw at him, it was like, okay, and what's what's really going on, right? Like, what's you know, I mean, I don't I don't hear anything that bad, right? And and, you know, and it wasn't that he didn't care; it wasn't a fact of that, right? I never had to question that. It was just a fact of he's like, I mean there's nothing you can't fix right and so i think that's kind of the mentality that you got to have around you to be able to feed that bullshit and right and what are you going to say back to marcus like you know what i mean like <laughs> you don't well, know you what don't, you're talking you about marcus you have never, never been there right <laughs> you don't say know that. shit say man. that <laughs> say, you know how do you say that to him right you don't because you, you can't you know what i mean and it's like so
1: ptsd man purpose temperament selflessness or self-sacrifice yeah. and discipline That's it. i mean you just kind of just think about those every time and then Stay humble. That's it. Great power comes, great responsibility, daily control, work harder than everybody else. Stay humble.
2: Right there. It's, it's, you know, one of the interesting things is that, you know, this is a massive topic, right? Yeah. In our communities. Mm -hmm. Uh, We go overseas, we do our jobs, we come back. um, We're, we, we don't quite know how to uh, find the right pathways towards that, that sense of pride, that sense of self-confidence. Um, What are some things that you can tell people how, where to look, where to go, what they can do? I mean, you know, it's just, I mean,
4: look, looking up to guys like you all, I mean, listen to podcasts like this. I mean, I think, I think, you know, no time, I mean, even the military, you know, I I had to really think deep about this. I'm, I'm a deep thinker, so. You know, at no point in time did you ever come close to anybody when you're celebrating. Like, you, you didn't... Like, think about all the times that you, you came close to people, right? Mm. And you really got those brothers. It was in the times you were suffering the mm. most. Greatest pain. Right? Like, buds. I mean, dude, how close you come people in buds in hell's hell week, right? Think about that. You, no. you never, You never got close to people in the winds... I mean, where you got close to it was when it sucked, when it hurt, when you bled, sweat. So I think that like what's wrong with America is is that everybody has this social media that they can put their best out there and no, and everybody feels like well i'm suffering so i'm the weak one right and really we're all suffering we're all going through our own battles Hmm. and and instead of like and people don't want to share their own Hmm. battles anymore they want to just talk about the good things and so it's dividing us even more when instead we should really turn around and and start talking about what what we're going through so that people can relate right and that's I feel like that's what people should do is they should start open up and being real. Stop being fake. Stop making up this person that you, you know, everybody's trying to give the same answer and we're all just taking a different test. Yeah. And that's where we're so wrong. That's where we're wrong at, right? Like I always talk about, I would never, gosh, I would never, and I pray every night that we never see another September 11th. Mm-hmm. But I promise you this, I would give everything that I have to have another September 12th. Right. Hmm. I would give anything that I had to have another September 12th.
2: A collective unity and pain.
4: Dude, it didn't matter. It didn't matter what color you were, what religion you were. It didn't matter where you came from, what you believed in. It, nobody, No, I tell you what I never heard. Are, are you a Republican or a Democrat, right? Yeah. I'm telling you, you know why? Because we were all Americans in. We were all Americans. And that's what I think that America has to get back to. Or people in the world, right? They have to get back to believing in each other and believing in, and loving each other. Right? And it's not a popular thing to say. Like, we need to get back to loving each other, and 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 people can say whatever they want, right? But but we need to start, you know, loving each other.
3: You, you, I'd like to ask ahead. a question on something you just talked about. Just before that, as far as having an honest convers, being open, to have honest conversations, and a recognition in yourself when you are struggling with something. Yeah. But how does a person do that without falling into this trap of what we see so a victim? Victimhood. Yeah. Exactly.
4: I mean, you know. So I so so I think that at the point where so you 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 become the victim in any situation at the point you allow yourself to become the victim, right like you choose to be the victim and so I always try to even if it's not even if I didn't do it I mean even if you know logically or you know or or, or factually I didn't do anything to involve that, mm-hmm. what I try to do is I try to still take some accountability to it because at the point that I take accountability, I have control. And so like even if mm-hmm. this employee, or, I mean, you know, I, 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 th- this employee did this. Well, I had nothing to do with it. But on the backside of it, I chose that employee. So guess what I need to do? I need to choose those people in my life better, right? So mm-hmm. like, or whatever it is, right? I, I, I try to figure out a way you can take some accountability for it, believe in it, and then turn around and learn from it, right? And so I, I think that, you know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a conscious choice to be the victim. Sure. And so, yeah. you know, I, I don't. I think you have to address the problem and then you have to turn around and execute. And I think the, the victims are the ones that don't want to execute. Mm. I think you become the victim when you get stuck in stating the problem instead. I think there's three steps to it, right? I think you state the problem, you discuss the solution, and then the execution part. And I think that when you get, in the, the, you get stuck in the place of stating the problem then, and then blaming everybody else in the solution and you never execute. I mean, I, people become the victims because they're lazy and they want to they, they don't want to execute and do the work to be better.
3: Right. They don't want to take that power back into themselves even if it even if because that requires you to see fault in perhaps what you've done in the past. Have you where when did you where did where would that come from? Where did you learn that?
4: Man, when I came home from Afghanistan like I mean, I was a bad dude. I mean, I blamed everybody for my problems. I blamed the world. I blamed my leadership. I blamed, you know. I, I I blamed, you know. And when people would try to talk to me, I would look at them. and My go-to answer was was you weren't there. You don't get it. You don't know what it's like. Fuck you, right? And mm-hmm. I was drinking every day, and um, and I mean, look, I I was driving down the road. It was in September of 2010. Um, and I mean, I'm talking. I was drinking a bottle, of bottle and a half a crown a day. I mean, mm-hmm. and I could function. You'd never it's know taste. it.
1: It's a good uh, pace. It's a good pace. It's solid? good pace, man. Yeah, solid.
4: You that could have been a seal? Let's
1: race it
2: down there. In your darkest throat, <laughs> you just got to be go two bottles. Yeah, yeah. Two bottles and an eight ball. <laughs> now, so. But, um, but
4: I, was, uh, I was driving down the road, man, and I just um, I said, you know, I'm done. I'm done. And so I always kept a pistol on I me. Mean, I had shot my Glock the day before, and I always kept it in, like, the, the side of my door. Mm-hmm. And so I was driving down the road, and I pulled over at my buddy. I went to high school shop and because uh, I knew that the next morning that they would find me there. And so I pulled over. I put the car in park, and I put the gun in my head, and I squeezed the trigger, and it didn't go off. Somebody had unloaded it that night when I left Jesus. the place that I was at. And, um, and I sat there, and I made a deal with myself. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't anything bad, right? I just said, look, if it's that bad, then go ahead and get it over with. Like if you're going to continue to waste everybody's time around you and blame everybody else for your problems, then you are better off to go ahead and, and, and do this. Mm. But I said, and all I do is rack it back and do it. And I said, well, and if not, if I put the car in drive, I made a deal with myself. If I put the vehicle in drive and go home, like I won't live for me. I'll live for everybody else. Huh. and so i sat there for about five minutes and um i put it in drive and drove home and i never looked back
3: that was that's it fucking badass that is, it. that
2: is that's commitment that was it you know we we i personally hear those stories over and over i've experienced that something similar to that myself um i didn't have the courage to pull the trigger but we hear this all the time what are the what can you say to that guy that's listening right yeah. now? That last night finished his bottle of crown, staring at mm-hmm. his Glock seventeen that is loaded. He knows it, yeah, and he's just working up the courage. Yep. What do you say to that guy right now, Dakota, or uh, woman?
4: You know, I say I don't do it. I mean, I you know I say there's you know I mean it's you know you can go with the taglines of well you know it's a you know a, a permanent solution for a temporary problem whatever right I mean but but I, I say on the backside of it like. I mean, like keep out, keep, keep fighting, push through. There's more to live for. Stop. The only way that you, you commit suicide is when you become selfish and you focus on your own problems. Like, like for every problem that everyone has in their life, I can give them 10 good things about it. Right. And a guy once told me, he said, Dakota, you know, if, if money can fix your problem, if it's bills or if it's, if it's a vehicle problem or you don't have enough finances or, you know, whether you're looking for a house or, you know, a girlfriend or something, he's like, you you don't you don't have problems you have um you you have uh, inconveniences mm-hmm. he said the day that your your child's sick and you can't fix it with money he said the day you can't write a check to fix it and your child's sick or your wife died or or i mean you know or, or anything like that or you you've got cancer or you know whatever he goes that's when you got problems and so what i say back is is if if a check or making more money or 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 something like that can fix it like like then you don't have problems you got inconveniences and just put it in perspective like back up like stop getting so rude into it i mean and and then you know look at the people around you right like like look at the people around you um you are what you you know what you're surrounded by And, and 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 i would start there right i mean but
2: don't it's not it's not worth it Obviously, and thank you for that. I think that's one of the most powerful messages we've had on the show to date, for sure. You obviously, as a result of of the thing that I will not say because you'll jump over there and start (laughs) beating on me, but as a result of that, you have had this opportunity to not only been around other guys bearing the burden, Mm -hmm. but also people from all walks of life, other units, what are some of the great things that they've shared or you've shared or you've learned from all these people that really resonate with you?
4: You know, I think the people that, that like I attract to the most, I mean, you know, like, you know, Marcus, for example, is the people who want it, like, like who don't talk about themselves, who don't talk about what they did or or this or that. Right. Like, like who cares? Right. Like, Okay, that that was one day. The people who are still going out there and who are doing it today, right? Who are still out there trying to make a difference? You know, I, I, I broke it down like this. You know, no matter whether I was taking a shot to, to take a bad guy out, or or whether I was going in, and I was building the, you know providing security to build a well in this home, or, or in the, you know in this in this town, or or I was going in to do humanitarian aid, or 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 I was going out in the community to try to re- represent America the best that I could all I was trying to do was make that part of the world a better place. And so I just want to be around people like that, right? Like those are the people who I think are so incredible or the people who are going out there and who aren't, who aren't talking about their stories, but who are going and trying to make the world a better place still. Right. And, and I have one goal in life. My, I have one goal. It's to change the world and to make the world in America, America, the world, all of it. Um, a place that's worthy of the sacrifices that my teammates gave.
2: Wow, that's heavy.
3: That's, um, yeah, that's amazing.
2: I, I I follow you on social media, and and what I'm most amazed at is how often you have the opportunity to speak to young Marines. Yeah, and that's in my, my mind, that right? That in my mind, that's like you want to talk about making the impact, yeah. right? Because I I know. You know marcus every so often gets to go out and you know speak to a buds class right yeah. and finishing how week or graduating and and you know those those eager young minds are so ripe in that that mindset what are some of the things that you tell those young men
4: you know i just i i, I don't like i don't i i, I you know they they all, I always open up for question answers right because i want to know what's important to them yeah and um you know, I always try to get them off these political issues, right? You know, like, I, I try to, like, they're not, they're irrelevant. They don't matter, right? Stop worrying about, stop worrying about the dumb stuff. That's what, Amer- I mean, that's what everybody's worried about that. What I try to do is I try to make them believe in the America that I see, right? Like, I, I try to make sure, and re- I, not, I don't, I'm not going, let me take it back. I don't try to make them believe in it. I just try to remind them. There's not enough people. I mean, name it. Name okay. who's going out there and reminding Americans that we live in the greatest country on the face of the planet. Who's doing it? T- tell me what 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 TV show you can turn on. Tell me tell me tell me where you can look at on your phone. Tim, me, Kennedy. T- Tim Kennedy. Tim no, Kennedy. There out. you go.
2: Getting it done. Tim God Kennedy. bless you, Tim. Of course, Tim.
4: I mean, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, I mean, name somebody who's not a service right. member. How about this? Yeah. Name somebody who's not a service member that's doing Very that. Very tough, right? All I want to do is talk about the problems. I My mean, micro, micro. There you <laughs> go, yeah, micro, Mike Mike awesome. mike's we Incredible, love you, Mike. But. I just want to go out there and remind them of what they're fighting for. I want I want to remind them that look, America appreciates you. Right? I want I want them to be proud of I mean I mean all of us sitting here, like I mean you get we, we got to wear the nation's cloth. We got to wear the nation's cloth. Like when people thank me for my service, like I I, I get fired up because I'm like, No, no, thank you. Thank you for providing me the opportunity to represent you. Across the world, I mean we, we were America's away team I mean I mean we got to go I mean think about that we we got to go and and I mean I mean do, do you get like we are the beacon of hope for the world mm-hmm. i don't care what anybody says about America. We are what puts hope back in America or back in the world. You take America out of the world, people 's hope are gone it's gone i don't you know anybody can argue, but I'm telling you when America's strong the world hates us when America's weak, the world suffers and we are what decides that we are the only thing that stands between evil and freedom. Mm. You take us out and we're not free anymore. Mm. And I think that I try to remind them of that, of what they get to put on that uniform and what it means and the sacrifices that were given. And, and I mean, you know, I mean, you guys get it. You guys did it. But I think so many times we get we get wrapped up in it because it's like we're doing it every day. Right. Yeah. That we forget. Like, I mean, when people when you take I mean, you, you all been in the villages over there. When you go in and you take out a bad dude, how appreciative these people are. The fear in local good people's eyes that these people, the evil can bring. In. I mean, you all have seen it. Transcends culture. Yeah. Tra- right. I mean, and and, and, and guess what? When they're begging and praying for someone to come help them, who comes? We do. We do. And to, to understand the purpose... Oh, yeah, I'm just saying,
1: you, you see it when, when you walk in. They, they, they let do. you know. You do. They're happy to see you. You do,
4: right? You, I mean, I've walked in villages to where like you could see the sigh of relief that they knew at least while we were there that they were safe. Yeah. And to be able to give that to somebody, right? Like, I understand people hurt, but I can't stand to see people fear yeah and so i think you know for us to be able to help that and for people to rely on us for that right i, I think that it's such a important role and significant role and, and i think that you should be proud of that you should be proud that you were able to do that on behalf of your country right and you had the opportunity to do it
1: yeah, that's what makes us unique man is our boys are willing to even if- I I get hit on our own short, yeah, we'll go over there and scrap for somebody else, just because, man. Right? When man we'll they, go when scrap for
4: the small person or the person who needs us, right, or the person that's down. That's what we do. That's all we do. All we do is try to rid the world of evil. We're a collective
1: us. of every other country,
4: exactly. And so that's they, what I try to remind them.
1: Little bits from every piece, right. throw it into one, and build one kind of place. That's what we've done. It's pretty amazing. You're absolutely right. It's critical that there are are people
3: that have been there, that have actually seen it, to come back and transmit that to those who have not yet seen it, may never see it, or are soon to see it. Because you can read it on somebody when they tell it to you. And I'm sure when you're standing in front of those young Marines, they just believe the veracity from the platform you speak from, based on that, it talks to a person like because no, no, I'm not no, going to recognize in, the truth.
4: I'm not in there walking in to give some tagline or some, you know, motivational yeah. bullshit, right? Or, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, a, yeah, it's it's fun shooting people. Like, I mean, that's not what you're here for, right? Because hate will only get you so far, but love will push you forever. If Amen, you love your country no, no. and human beings, hate and wanting to just hurt people, like, that shit only gets you so far, Right. And, and, but to believe in your cause and to believe in your purpose, to know your why and to be able to to, to visualize that and see it, I mean, you can't stop somebody who has a
1: purpose. Yeah, you can tell a difference, I guess, too. Once we get in and get after for a while, when the guys are complaining about doing the, the door kicking, and all, they like, oh, we're all fired up about it when we, when we don't have it. Right. And then you get the guys who are starting to kind of complain about it, and you're here for the wrong reason, I think.
4: What is what is it? What they say? Like, everybody wants to be a warrior until it's time to do warrior shit? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Amen.
3: You no, know, no that's a mature attitude, though. It's not the 18-year-old recruits attitude where they just want to go and kill everything in sight. After you've walked it for a while, you start to see the... Like, never- now, if you hear
1: his story and you think, like, man, that's terrible, well, I'm glad I wasn't there, then you don't need to join the military. If you hear his story and you're like, man, even knowing the outcome, like, wow, I wish I was he there. That, that, you You probably need to sign up, and then we'll give you the tools you'll need to carry on into... A- well, you know,
4: I never, I'll never. i tell you what made me realize at one time is, is man, because I, I was that guy. I mean, I was that 18, 19-year-old that, man, I couldn't wait. I, I was that guy up until September 8, 2009. Like man, I can't wait to go in here and shoot a motherfucker in the face. Like that was me, right? Like, and um, I'll never forget this guy. Like, it, I mean, it was. I mean, he was as close to me as anybody ever was that I killed. Night, and, and and I'll never forget looking in his in his eyes. And uh, and this is what I mean. It clicked to me. I see this. I see this guy every single night. And, um, I mean, the guy was a pure shithead. Like, let me, let me state this up front. He, I mean, if, if I hadn't killed him, he would have definitely fucking killed me. And, Mm -hmm. um, I'll never forget. I was on top of him and I was looking him directly in his eyes and, uh, and after I'd hit him probably the first time or second time, I, I, I could see the fear in his eyes and it just like clicked to me, you know, I don't know this guy. I mean, hell, who knows? We, I mean, we might have drank a beer together. I, I don't know him. I don't. I. He's got a. He's got family that's gonna miss him. He might have a kid that's gonna love that loves him and's never gonna grow up with a father. His wife's probably gonna. You know, I'm sure he's got a wife. And like all those pieces of it was like, this is just another dude that's be, and I respect him because he's willing to give his life for the cause that he believed in just as much as I was.
1: Oh yeah, normally we don't. Wow! because of uh, the technology and everything we don't have that face to face you can't see that part right especially when when the when that pure rage gets pulled out of them and the fear we put the fear in them then you know they're human and then with the human aspect then all that stuff starts yeah normally it
4: switches. like when you know, at first you have to like, deal with it nothing to it but then whenever I, I'll never I mean i never forget the guy knew he was going to die and you know and so I always remember that and it's like that these guys are just there's nobody in a fight who ever believes that they're wrong you know what I mean? And, and so I think that that's what kind of taught me that it's not that I hate it. It's just that I'm willing to fucking give whatever it takes to for keep it. what I got at home.
2: That's probably one of the most powerful statements anybody's ever made that was precipitated by one of the most intimate descriptions we've ever had on the show by far, and I thank right. you for that. Yeah. How do you take this this incredibly because all these stories are very unique to us and we process them and we get to the why of our lives in a difficult way through that pathway of pain, right? Yeah. Having just gone through that divorce and, and having been in the space of, of guilt with your children now through the freedom that you're experiencing through the brotherhood coming back and, Regenerating that purpose. What do you want to instill in your children that will make them feel the same way you feel?
4: You know, I or understand it. Let me just start with understand. Like like I'll, I'll never tell them what I did. I'll never, I'll never tell them I'm a. I'll never tell them anything. They'll know I'm a Marine, and that's it. Period. I'll never tell them. They'll figure it out on their own, right? and They can Mm. believe what they want. Whatever. It's not. It's not my place to tell them. I'm their dad. And um, I just want them to know, number one, is that, that no matter what they're loved, no matter what they go through, they can get through it, right? I want them to be resilient, respectful, open-minded, um, and honestly, I just want them, I, like I said, I just want them to, to have pride in their country, um, have pride in who they are, um, be confident in who they are, and, and, and love every human being on the face of the planet. Wow. That's all I want them to do, I, and I want them to be happy. You know what I mean? That's it.
2: You, you've referenced, and before we we wrap things up, you you and I think this is the the most impactful thing I know for me that I'm hearing in you is is you've referenced the power of love multiple times. What can you bestow upon those people right now that are in that darkness, that are you know that are challenged? How can you put a, a frame of reference around the power of love and how they can? turn their struggle into that powerful yeah and and go out there well you with. know don't believe
4: the lies that, that you know you're, you're telling yourself that's the biggest lie is the lie you tell yourself and um if you tell yourself nobody cares about you uh that that's a lie because I care about you I don't know you but I was I was willing to give my life for you at one point in time and I didn't know you but so I can tell you right now that I was willing to give my life for you and I might not know you I might not ever meet you but I care about you and I think about you and so for you to say that no one cares about you or no one loves you, that's a false statement because I'm setting the record right now. You at least got one person. And so I think with that, you start building up on that. You start looking around you and you start surrounding yourself with people who make you a better person. Not who tell you what, there's a difference. Not somebody who tells you what you wanna hear or agrees with you, but somebody who makes you better and that you know has your back, right? And then I, I think you have to start loving yourself, right? I mean, I think all those things are, are, are important. and. And I talk about love. Nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about it because, well, it's not the the cool, it's not the persona that you're some hard dude. Well, I tell you right now, I loved my brothers more than anything in the world. And um, you should watch the things that I would do to you if you ever tried to hurt any of them. Because of the love and how strong that is, so you know that that's what I say is and I, and I say you know you, you just have to put all that in perspective that you know and start building back up right It's kind of like when a tornado comes through you just you know your maybe your world's wrecked you know you, but you can build it back and, and no matter what in life you're either coming you're either going into a storm going through the storm or coming out of a storm right there's only that's the only three places you can ever be in life so look so become the storm
2: amen well. Dakota, brother, I'm I i, bam, I just, I'm speechless, and that's a pretty impossible thing to happen, I thought, but I, I just want to thank you.
4: I appreciate y'all having me on. I yeah, this
2: it. has been one of the most profound shows we've had by far.
4: No, I appreciate it, man. I mean, I got to tell you, you know, um, and I'm, like I said, I'm not just saying, I mean, I, I tell people all the time, Knives hears it. You know, and the only reason I talk about this love stuff so much is because that's that's truly what has gotten me through all the hard times in my part of it, right? It wasn't, it wasn't the people who said, "Hey, you know, just tough up, you know, it, uh, that shits all in your head, whatever." Right? It's people who brought me in. It's the, it's the Marcuses, It's the, you know, it's the Morgans. It's the, you know, Governor Perry's. It's the, you know, I mean, it's my dad. You know, the all the, I mean, all the people that love me, right? And uh, you know, the the Butches, the Toms, right? And so that's what matters the knives right i mean the people who are there because of that and so you know i'm speaking i'm just speaking it all from experience
2: i remember thank you well we love you thanks for love y'all thanks so much marcus dude that hit me like a ton of bricks brother um
1: i, I just yeah i'm bringing everybody else in here man i can't sit there <laughs> hear him hear him talk about me i gotta leave the room <laughs>
2: dude that was what i was wondering so because i know how hard it is for you when when people are not only giving you accolades but the sincerity but of, i don't like that man which but you know it was i, I mean it was all good dude it was all super i appreciate it really
1: do you know back it up i'm a funeral <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's the only time uh, uh, we'll oh, have uh, like uh, three days of 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 props if, for you if, we,
1: if we're s- standing still long enough for you to tell me what I'm doing good then we're not moving fast enough go, right? so let's just keep pushing forward let me make a mistake and let me take all that That's goodness out of your mind alright let me put a bad taste in your mouth alright you got it alright let's go hey, I love you man but, but I need I'm you to think of me on, yeah, on, on the raw side bring you back to reality well though. I tell you what
2: his his descriptions of, of all the different scenarios he went through that was about as raw as I've ever heard yep. and I think if you if our listener, if this if this was your first time listening to this show, then you just have been um, the recipient of something incredibly powerful. I mean, you can't you you know you we he talked about it in in such an eloquent way, right? Um, this pathway of pain and w- and we talk about it all the time that you have to walk this pathway of pain. But at some point, at some point, whether it's, you know, after you come back from combat, whether it's after you make it through a horrific divorce, whether it's after you've been wronged or a friend been sick or you've lost people or whatever that pathway of pain is for you, what she called the storm, whether you're leading up to it, you're in the middle or coming out, man, there's a component of that, that, pathway that you have to hear the word love in right and that's what he kept he kept referring to and for me that was the thing that just kind of blew me away that here he is and I know he hates it and will hate me and probably want to want to get into it with me again when we see him at next but you know when a, a medal of honor recipient which he he
3: you know, he doesn't like to be called that.
2: No, at all. He doesn't even want mm. to talk about it being a relevant aspect in of his life. But when a, a guy that bears that burden...
1: The metal don't make the man. Right?
2: Right? And I think that's what he's saying. That if you can shape your perspective for our listeners, for the people that... Uh, you know, This is your first show. or Or thank God to all the people that keep coming back, man. And all those people that keep us going... You know, when you look at your life experience, when you take a a a real cold hard look at all the pain you've gone through and you've endured, look at it with a sign of with a a a a sense of reverence, right? Like the anchor and globe for him, the trident for us, the triple tab for our other friends, or.
1: Or I told the, you I was having one of the melancholy days. I don't know what's going on with me, man. But I, I, I wish I would have worn my trident a little bit more. Well, uh, you don't I, want it when you're. Don't I worry. worry. That's the thing, man. Every man, I think, does it. It's not the missions or anything like that. You know, I guess it's, I, man. I what it, what it means. Yeah, right. And what you went through, and what,
2: more importantly, what your boys went yeah, through. Yeah, they're so
1: great, man. I that, dude. Oh, and, god. And I think you <laughs> what know, a when, cool fraternity.
2: When, when you heard him talk, you could, you could. Imagine his buddies, he, last, he lost that day. You you saw him vividly, well, you saw him vividly talk about killing the guy that he went hand-to-hand with, but also, you know, his brothers that died day. I mean, he lost so yeah. many guys. Yeah, that, I
1: mean, I, you know, that in itself is pretty heavy at that, at that age. Oh. We all had the bug. It bit us, but at 18, and I, I had uh, Baby Jinx. He was 17 when he came in. Yeah, yeah. Wow, well, dude,
2: I, I mean, I had been through four years of college. You were through 22. four, yeah. And, and that maturity, but man, and then to, all of a sudden, there is a
1: lot that goes on in that little massive. span right there. Yeah. Well,
2: your you know your initiative, formative identity is set by eighteen, but your cognitive identity isn't fully set by until twenty six.
1: Pretty deep. Uh, you're right. all right. Good. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> you <Hoo-yah. Yeah.
2: laughs> <laughs> So you know my my thing with having him come on and express all those aspects of the never quit mindset man our listeners just got i mean a fat dose of truth you know i i thought it was fantastic the way he was able to go from the the intimacy of killing to the intimacy of wanting to die the intimacy of of a divorce and his the fear of his children man you don't get access to somebody who has that breadth of knowledge. And more, most importantly, what I also felt— I Ask i
1: you saying that, man, because those people get put in a situation to uh, develop that mindset. Right? Uh, right?
2: And and then for him to come, and then also, you know, I know you don't want to hear it, but, but to praise you to— because of the latest storm he came through, to reset him again. So
3: that— I think what, one of the things that's most appealing about him is the dichotomy between— Usually, it seems like a Medal of Honor winners have to stand on a high pedestal and be praised by people. They have to generally pretty polished. That's an interesting dichotomy you get with him because he really comes across as in a very genuine manner. And I think that that really speaks to people. I did That's part of the reason why he surpassed at least my expectations for this and how well he packaged. You know, the the messaging he had about not allowing yourself to become a victim, to, to be able to recover yourself from pain and difficulty, as well as him kind of struggling with the dichotomy of having the opportunity and a genuine desire to help fellow service members promote the positive aspects of our country, while at the same time having that platform afforded to him by receiving something which gives him pain to talk about, by reminding him of, of a very traumatic event that he had to go through, so I was for those reasons I was incredibly impressed, and I feel honored that he was able to come on here, and he's going to touch thousands of people with what he said. Oh Amen. yeah, he got
1: a lot jammed in
3: in that early time, frame, right? He did.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, he you did. He hey, him man, in. you you had you, you just went through some life experiences that you're supposed to that's supposed to happen about thirty years down the road, right? All your friends dying, all that—that's <clears throat> kind of what war does, right? It brings all that collective into yeah. it, and then the, the the even the path after that, being a celebrity in its own, in doing that—that's tough, man. Heck yeah, you know, war warfighter. Yeah, you know, thank God he's a warfighter, right? Only, only, only he can handle something like that. for sure, <laughs> like. That. Like the chaos he's dropped himself into, I laugh at him because he's young, and that's what old dudes do when they when mentor. they mentor, yeah, guys.
2: And, and thank God he found you too. I oh, God, Perry, yeah, yeah. Ranch hooked yeah, that up, man. Sure.
1: And he goes uh, and uh, I, once I got him here, that the Valhalla sign, that's him, man. He, he's the one that made that. That's cool. Oh, he he uh, he's just young, yeah. young buck. You know what I'm talking about? And just you know, he's still got it in him, even when he's sitting next to you. Can hear it. I, you know, as operators out that we're older, you can. Uh, when, what stories he chooses to tell. Yep. You know what, why, those, why he tells those, right? Yeah. Uh, so, I I mean, hey, I'm right here for you. That was the one, the blessing that I got coming out was that I was taught and mentored by everybody in NSW. And then, I mean, I'm like, Overwatch, like, you can't believe, man. I, don't yeah. know, I, I can't make a mistake because I, I always ask questions and I'm pushed in the direction that I needed to go for the, for the betterment of everybody around me, man. So now it's my job to... Sure, I'm. I'll grab a hold of him. Yeah, you know, once you get out, man, out of, the, out of that forever uniform, we're coming back together. That's the great thing about this social media platform, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm snatching every vet. I. can. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of my own little selfishness, man. I like, I like being in and around the boys, you know. And I worked with Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marines. I'm, I'm a bastard too, man. I got trained by all of them, so I get along with all of them. I speak the language, and, I, you know, he lives down the road. I snatch him up and remind him what he was. Amen. I mean that's what it's all about, right? every just because the the job description changed that what's inside of us doesn't, man, I'm I was a warrior, I had to train to become an AV SEAL, boom. Then I had a train to become a writer, all that, you know, follow all down that path. That's what he's doing now. I'm ahead of him. Right? So Yep. And Miss Melanie, that's she I I that's the best part about it, man, is I got a stable base. Yeah. I can go out and you know, fight and then she jerks my chain back, I come back if I get too far out, but i bring people with me yeah you do
2: (laughs) well thank god you do it well i just want to thank god and i want to thank christ and i want to thank dakota man thank you for having the courage to do what you do every single day having the courage to do what you did for fighting for our country then and now in every different way, we need you to fight, and I just uh, am honored and thankful for you.
1: Yeah, that was all time, man. I appreciate you coming out here and doing that. And, uh, I'm glad you're a part of the family, part of the crew now. Once you get past these gates, I got you forever, man. I can't let go of you. So, uh, and, and now that Melanie's throwing her shine on you, you're, you're, <laughs> you're locked in, right? So, right. Um, man, that's the best part about it. And to all y'all, keep bringing us back. Thank you so much for listening to us and letting us do this. We love y'all. I'm out. I'm out.